Welcome to the Action Coach Stroud podcast with me, Dave Harris, and I'm talking to Tom Allchurch. Tom normally gets me to produce these podcasts for him as he talks to other people, but uh, for this series of three podcasts, he's asked me to interview him so that we can talk about what he does and the important things uh, that he offers to his business clients. Now, Tom, you always talk about time, team, and money as being the three biggest issues for business owners. And we are tackling each of those in turn in these three podcasts. So we've already done time. That podcast has been recorded and exists, and I would encourage you to go and listen to it. But today we are talking about team and the importance of team. So first of all, Tom, what do we mean by team? Give, give me a quick definition of that. Thanks, Dave. Okay, team. Team is your team as a business owner. It's everybody who works in your business. You've set your business up. You're hopefully growing it and have grown it to a point where you've got a bunch of people working for you. Um, and therein lies a whole bunch of challenges that maybe you haven't been fully trained on dealing with. And so that's why we need to have a look at uh, the issues around team. Because the reason I ask you that question, Tom, is because I, I think it's a fascinating area. Because, as you say, when, when we, you know, we set up our business and we grow it and we you know, hopefully aiming towards our ambitions and that sort of thing. And we, you know, we bring people in, we bring other people in, we employ people, basically, whether they're freelancers or full time or part time or whatever they are. And, and I don't think we necessarily think of them as our team. We think of them, maybe we think of them as our, you know, that's the person who does the accounts that's the person who you know handles the salaries that's a, and and you forget sometimes that you know this word team is actually very important you know if we were a football team or if we were a sports team of some sort you know we wouldn't think twice about it of course we're all working together for the same goal so i wonder whether it's important actually to you know to use that word to remind us that we are all hopefully pulling in the same direction i mean am i am i over am i oversimplifying this do you think no, I think that's absolutely fundamental. If we bring people into our business and they don't feel part of a team, they're not going to do the best for you. I mean, that's that's fundamental simplicity. So the great challenge is, you know, how do we lead our team and, and develop our team in a way that gets the best from everybody uh, in the business? You know, that's the, the, the great question of of leadership and what things can we do to make sure that everybody is giving us the best that they can give us. Now, you use a key word there, leadership. And, and I think that, again, with some small businesses, some inexperienced business owners, perhaps they're reluctant to acknowledge that word sometimes with regards to their team which they may or may not have called it you know and, and to admit that they are the leader of that team and it's their responsibility to lead because it's not something that comes naturally to everybody it's not something that's a given that there are presumably steps you have to take to be a leader fundamentals of leadership are fairly simple and there are many different types of leaders and many different styles of leaders and many different approaches in different businesses and as there's a lot of material written and spoken about great leadership one of the fundamentals of great leadership is consistency whatever your style whatever your approach being consistent about it is one of the key elements thereafter we get down to the semantics of fairness 
what style do you have? Is it soft? Is it hard? Is it visionary? Is it instructive? How far are you on the scale of being a leader and a visionary leader versus being a manager and a controlling manager at the other end of the scale? As your business grows, then typically you will need to make a transition from being the manager who is controlling things that are going on quite tightly to evolving into the leader who can paint the vision of where the business is going and evolve that for the team so that they are getting more and more responsibility, more and more accountability and more and more ownership of the things that they are doing for the business. And in my experience of managing teams and and bearing in mind that I've managed a team of 500 people in my past life and grown that from a startup scenario, in my experience, devolving ownership and accountability and responsibility down through your team is a difficult process. Learning to let go is a difficult process. Learning to delegate effectively is a difficult process. And we all have to evolve through this process if we're going to grow our businesses. So leadership is a huge area that we can get into a lot of detail on. But on a client-by-client basis, it's important to understand how the client leads their team now and examine that, and then understand how the client might need to evolve to lead a bigger team so that that business becomes much larger and ever more effective with its people within it. In general, do you think leadership is about understanding your team and what makes them tick in a way, you know, so that you can pull the right levers, if you like, you know, because presumably your your team members are going to be a mix of different people and different, you know, different approaches, different, uh, they might just come in in different moods on a particular day. And you've got to be able to adapt your style a bit. I mean, is is that right? Yes, I, I, I think you have to adapt your style for your team, but you have to have an over, for, for, for the individuals in your team, but you have to have an overriding style and an overriding consistency so that your team know where you are. That builds up trust in you. If they know how you're going to behave and you're consistent about that, then they will adapt to you and follow you. And that's, that's you know, that's another fundamental element of leadership leaders need followers and you will only gain followers if they trust you if they understand where you're going and they understand what's expected of them and that's probably one of the key elements of of, of leadership and it takes me on to to the next area of building a team which is having a common goal your team need to have a common goal. A football team's got a common goal. It's trying to put the ball in the net and win the match. And that's no different in business. Business is a game at the end of the day. That's, you know, it's how we play the game. And if our team understand what the objective of the business is, what we're all trying to achieve, understand their roles within it and the boundaries that they can move within, then the team's gonna be a lot more effective at driving the business to where the business wants to go. If the business owner is keeping all of that in his or her head, 
then the team aren't going to understand it. And if the team aren't going to understand it, then they're not going to be as engaged. So the question about leadership and then into common goal is how do we get our business to a point where everybody's engaged, knows where they're going and is giving us 100% commitment? And with regard to those common goals, clearly, as you say, it's important that the team understands what that goal is. Is it important, do you think, that the team believes in that goal rather than you just sort of imposing it upon them? Is there some way that, you know, you can make it matter to them? Absolutely. How do you make a common goal matter? Well, ideally, we want the team bought in to where the business is going. Um, So we want the team bought into the vision of the business and its mission, what it's trying to achieve, its purpose, and understanding their part in that and why succeeding with that common goal makes things better for them individually for the business and for you as the business owner and then what the repercussions of that are so common goals don't necessarily have to be financial although they can be often they have to be emotional and the best way to get your team working for a common goal is to have a goal that has some emotional purpose for them. And if we can find that and explain that and get buy-in, then we have a much more effective team all pulling in the same direction. So within the context of what you've just described, Tom, about how you can achieve those common goals and get buy-in from the team, how important is culture in that, the way people regard the environment within which they're working? I think culture is vital to getting a great business and we can sometimes get a bit wrapped up in things like our vision our mission our values and a lot of words um, can be written around that and and for some businesses that's exactly the right way to do it for smaller businesses maybe you know where you've got 10 20 30 employees I prefer a simpler tool called rules of the game. And rules of the game are are really simple and they can be written on one page of paper. How do we behave around here? What are the rules? They're different for every business, but how do you want your team to behave with each other, for the business and with the customers? What's absolutely crucial to a successful business in terms of rules of the game and team behaviour. And I I think that's a really simple way to convey to your team, right, guys, this is our culture. This is how we behave around here. These are the rules that we play by, the rules of our game. So within those rules of the game and the culture that you develop in your business, presumably above and beyond that, there has to be specifics, specific things that you, you you need your team to do. So how do you... How do you do that? How do you get them all working in the right direction on that basis? I think that comes back to, I mean, this for me is about the fourth element of getting a team working really, really well together. Ideally, a business has got some big business goals and it's broken those down into some bite-sized goals that it's going to try and achieve on a quarterly basis and then down into a weekly basis. And if it's going to do that and it's going to achieve its goals, it needs a plan. It needs an action plan. And if it needs an action plan, 
everybody on the team needs to know what that plan is and what's their role within it. So what are the things that they need to achieve by when to bring that plan to life? And then there has to be some rules around the action plan, going back to the rules of the game, that if we commit to do something as part of the goal that we're working to, as part of the team goal, then we do it. And if we're unable to do it for whatever reason, then we communicate that out. So getting an action plan that everybody is involved in and understands is another key part to leading a team really, really well. At the end of the day, you can't expect one of your team members to do what you want them to do if you haven't told them what it is that you want them to do and why it's important and where it fits into the process. If you tell your team member, do this exactly that way and report, that's exactly what you will get. If that starts to go wrong and you're not there, they'll stop and they'll wait until they can get to you. And then you've lost effectiveness in that team member. If you've said to them, right, what I need you to do as part of this involving John on that job and Patrick or Patricia on that job is I need you to get from here to there in that way within these boundaries. How do you think you're going to do it? And they come back and they say, I think I'll do it this way. Right, okay, let's just shape that a little bit. You might be stepping outside the boundary here that I want you to, you know, not step outside. So what could you do to avoid that? Oh, right, well, okay, I could do it this way. That sounds good. Now, what happens if this goes wrong? Well, I could fix it that way. Okay, so your team member at that point has designed the solution in the action plan. They're part of the plan that they're, they are then going to go and enact. Now, if that starts to go wrong, they've had enough discussion with you that they understand where the boundaries are and they've got ownership of that because you've got them to design the plan. So the likelihood is they'll solve the problem without stopping and waiting for you to come back so they can ask you the question. And this is one of the, the, the fundamental games of action planning and leadership of transferring ownership of a task down into different parts of your team. It's a more long-winded process initially as you start it, but it becomes a shorter-winded process in the long run. But you start to give your team bigger projects, bigger responsibilities, more ownership, and then they start to do things more efficiently for you. And as long as they know how they fit into the plan and what the boundaries are, and when the output is expected, then they'll carry out the task efficiently and they'll be part of the team. That brings me nicely onto, onto a question that had been hovering at the back of my head while you were talking about that. And that was the question of innovation and the amount of leeway, I suppose, that you might give a team member to solve a problem within the rules of the game. And with innovation, if you're encouraging innovation and if you have a team member who is innovative, can they take risks? You know, are, are they, is risk taking something that might be, it might be a good idea to encourage just because it might, you might get an innovative approach that you hadn't thought of as the leader of the team? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's two or three things around risk-taking. Firstly, there's a whole load of research out there that suggests that 
only 20% of the intellectual capital of a business is ever employed. So one of the questionable business owner is, actually, how can I get more from my team? Well, let's ask them. And when we go about the business of giving our team uh, specific ownership of a, of a task and getting them to design the solution of that task so that you're increasing their ownership and they know what the boundaries are, there is a chance as we give more and more ownership that they will make a mistake because they've taken a risk. And the key to, to supporting risk-taking is not, for want of a better word, give them a bollocking every time they make a mistake. The key to it is to help them learn the lesson so that they don't make this mistake again and put a system or process in place in order that the business doesn't make the same mistake again. So by supporting risk-taking, people will push the business further forward much faster. But when they make a mistake, and they will make a mistake, if that's guaranteed, then you have to support them. You can't pull them down. You can't pull them apart. So mistakes are learning opportunities, always. Support your team in learning. Ideally, give them learning before they take on a new task. But support your team in learning and if they make a mistake, then you know, let's take the learning from that. If they make the same mistake, two times, three times, you might have the wrong person. That's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. We shouldn't be repeating our mistakes. So go, going back in my distant past, Dave, I had a, an operations director who jokingly used to say to me, when my people are going up the, up the ladder, if the foot slips are wrong, I'm there to catch them. And I used to say, let them bloody fall let them hurt themselves and then let them learn from it pick themselves up learn from it help them learn from it and then let them go up and they won't make that mistake again now obviously in a safety critical environment we don't want to be doing that sort of thing but in most business environments you know we can afford for a mistake to be made and we learn from that mistake and we move on and our team gets stronger but if we don't let our team make mistakes, then they won't learn very quickly and the business won't move forward very quickly. So support risk-taking. How important in a small team, in a small business, is inclusion? Is, is you know, making sure everybody kind of knows what's going on all the time? I think it's vital. If you, you know, fundamentally, this is really, really simple. If you want your business to be a team of people, a team has to have everybody involved. It's as simple as that. If somebody feels on the outside of that team, they're not going to be effective. They might be disruptive. So 100% inclusion and involvement in what's going on in their area of the business so they, f- they feel part of it leads to happier, better motivated people. Being on the outside, horrible. As children, surely we all remember at some point of being on the outside of the group and how horrible that was. Why should it be any different as an adult working in a business? You don't want that. Before we finish this discussion on leadership, I wonder whether you could tell me, is it possible to easily identify a good leader? Is it, is it possible to identify a bad leader, come to that? Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a difference. And I think the easy way to identify it is get your team in, get two flip charts out, write on the top of one flip chart, leadership and say to your team, define great leadership, and you won't get very many answers. On the other flip chart, write leader shit, and I bet you get loads. 
that's a nice exercise for us to do if we dare with our team <laughs> all right thank you very much tom you've been listening to the action coach stroud podcast with me dave harris talking to tom allchurch about teams and the importance of teams in businesses. This is part of a, a three-part series on time, team, and money. And our next one will be on money. So please subscribe and keep listening so you can hear that one, which will be also be very interesting. Tom, if people want to find out more about this, what do they do? Get in touch. I'll be happy to do a free consultation with uh, any business owner on how they uh, improve their, their team. You'll find me at www.stroud.com actioncoach.co.uk Thank you Tom. In the meantime thank you for listening. We hope you join us for our next one and stay well.